0: On this episode of Recruiting Hell, we're back with our second episode of Escapee Edition with another real story about what it takes to escape Recruiting Hell. With her position eliminated by the pandemic, Jessica Bajwa took to social media for her job search and not only networked her way into an appearance on this show, but also into a job with the fabulous Francine Parham, a past connection from her time in college. We'll hear from both Jessica and Francine in our first double guest episode of Recruiting L. Hello and welcome to Recruiting Hell. It's great to have you with us here today for our second episode of Escapee Edition. I'm your host, Rob Conlon. I've been waiting to get this episode scheduled into the rotation for quite some time because the success stories of those who get back to work are so important to hear these days when it seems that everybody's kind of facing some hardships. Now, these bright spots are designed to help you hear what's working in the job market as it happens And of course, to give you actionable steps from people who have succeeded in their job hunt that can apply to your own search today. As we enter 2021, it's becoming more and more apparent that the world's not really going back to normal as quickly as we'd hoped. With mask mandates across the country, across the world, cities like San Francisco in a second stay at home order, and of course, unemployment benefits either running low or exhausting for millions of Americans, the fires of recruiting hell have likely never burned hotter. It's my goal to help fight these rising flames with a tide of content that stretches into the new year and continues to help people the world over adapt to the new flow of job searching. The one other point we make before I wanted to get started is that recently I found a bit of data from our friends at Spotify and from Spreaker about this show and about who listens. I was really humbled to find out that there are 22 different countries around the world that have tuned into this show, some of which I have absolutely no connection to and where English is not the primary language. So to those of you in our international listener group, particularly those folks in Sydney and Sydney Mines, Canada, Zilnia, Slovakia, or Delhi, India, I have to say it's wonderful to have you here. The world doesn't just focus on America, and I know that there are challenges in every country this year. I'm so glad you've come to be a part of the listener family here on Recruiting Hell, and I will do my best to always make sure that the job advice presented here on this show helps you no matter where you live or what platform you might enjoy this show on. Speaking of platforms, a quick moment to ask you, subscribe to us on YouTube. We're there. Of course, you can always find us on all of the podcast platforms as well. Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Amazon Music, wherever you want to find Recruiting Hell, we are there. But if you'd really like to help the show, drop us a subscription on YouTube, it would really be a great thing, help us get a little bit more formal when it comes to running that channel, and of course, if you actually want to see the VODs of this, it's a great way to enjoy that as well. One other minor thing before we start, there were some technical issues in the latter part of this episode, it was a connection issue, I've since diagnosed it with my system, we ran some cables and things like that over the holiday, and it seems to be rectified in this case. But if there are some audio artifacts, I do apologize for those. I believe that everything that needs to be heard in this coming episode can be heard exceptionally well with a very, very small number of exceptions. And of course, context clues can most likely help you figure that out. So on with the show. And of course, today we are joined by another excellent success story from Recruiting Hell here from the Listener family. Jessica Bajwa joins us today to not only share her journey through Recruiting Hell, but we also went one level beyond with this episode. And we also welcome her uh, employer, Francine Parham, who helped to end Jessica's journey in more ways than one. Today we're joined by another excellent success story from the Recruiting Hell Listener family. Jessica Bajwa joins us today not only to share her journey through recruiting hell, and we welcome Francine Parham, who helped end Jessica's journey in more ways than one. It is my pleasure to welcome you both to the show, ladies. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having us, Rob. Really excited.
2: I echo that. Thank you as well, Rob. I'm excited to be here.
0: Definitely. Well, I love episodes like this because it's, you know, part of this is listener interaction, which is kind of cool because I know, Jessica, you were a listener for uh, quite some time, but it's also the networking knowledge that comes out of this because we can sort of demonstrate to other people who are listening to this show what effective networking looks like. And it kind of looks like this, which is outstanding. Mm -hmm. So to kick us off here, Jess, tell us a bit about your journey to this point and how you you kind of finally came to win your job hunt with Francine. And then after that, Francine, I want you to chime in and tell us a little bit more about what you do on a daily basis and the excellent work that you're involved with. So Jess, kick us off.
1: Thank you so much, Rob. So I actually graduated from Marcus University, May of 2019, and I felt a little burned out after college. Most people kind of went straight into the workforce and I was like, no, I'm gonna take a little break. The job market's pretty good right now, so it can wait for me for a little bit. And I had my uh, goal set for Um, full-time looking for work and actively trying to get out of the recruiting hell um, in January 2020. And in hindsight, we know now uh, the world kind of changed in March of 2020. (laughs) So during March, I was actually doing multiple interviews and one by one, each interview got canceled week after week after week. And then those positions weren't even being filled. They were in fact laying off or forlowing their workers. So it was in that transitional time where everyone was trying to go remote and figure out their next steps in their company. Um, And in September is when Francine reached out to me um, with a possible role and I met Francine my senior year of college and we had maintained a relationship since then so really grateful for her for getting me out of the recruiting hell and she does really amazing work.
0: I think that's a great lead and Francine what what do you do and what what takes up Jess's days now?
1: Well Uh,
2: I'll let Jessica talk about that, but I'll tell you, first of all, what I do, and that should uh, lead you to uh, understand what Jessica helps and supports me in doing. So I'm Francine Parham, obviously, a Francine Parham and Company, the namesake of my business. And what I do is I focus on the advancement of women and women of color into positions of leadership and authority in the workplace. So I spent a great deal of my career in corporate America becoming an executive, a global executive Executive And what I decided to do when I exited the corporate America space was to continue what I do or what I did, I should say, um, in the corporate world. And that was really helping what we call in corporate speak the talent agenda. So really ensuring that I had, you know, individuals such as a Jessica or senior all the way from very junior individuals to very senior individuals join the organizations that I led or the companies that I was a part of. So when I came out of the corporate sector, I said, you know what? I love that. I got a lot of success. I became known. That was my brand um, in the corporate world before branding was important or talked about. And I said, I'm going to do this on the outside. So I'm going to work the outside uh, from the outside, but still work the inside. So I spend a great deal of time with corporations and organizations really helping them with the development of their professional women and women of color. And it ranges from entry-level women all the way to executive-level women. And I have programs and things of that nature um, that, uh, you know, make them um, work on what I call the unwritten and unspoken skills of career advancement. So everything beyond or beside the technical skills that you bring, we know that those are the things that truly help you go to the next level. So anytime advancement. I'm in it, I'm on it, and I'm a part of it. So that's the work that I do.
0: That is outstanding and such a worthy thing too, because we are made stronger by diversity in the workplace. We really are. And that's something that this year has taught me so much coming from a very homogeneous atmosphere in some of my past jobs. I have had my eyes opened to the wonderful techniques, tactics, talents that other people from other walks of life bring. I mean, it, it's so it's so funny because it's just been such a, a gear shift for me. So that, that's just outstanding to hear. And I think that the most incredible thing that you mentioned in there, Francine, is that you don't just focus on the execs or the, the upper folks. You focus on the people who are entry level. And that is something that I think is such a missing link in a lot of today's uh, professional success and job hunts. So that is excellent. So we have a stage set here, listener. Let's uh let's kind of dive into this journey uh through recruiting health. Jess, this is kind of back to you more a little bit more of a formality because you said you started your position in September. What exactly did you land and how how's it going?
1: Yeah. So me and Francine kind of curated the name for the position. She had an idea of what she was looking for, but we both agreed on um, a brand project manager. And each day I'm learning what that means more and more okay. <laughs> as my tasks might change. But overall, uh, we're trying to launch a um, Bright Talk channel. Bright Talk is a webinar streaming service. So Francine has her own channel. Um, I believe we can search it through Francine Parham and company. Um, And we are trying to curate content that we would usually do and have as in person networking events obviously the world has changed and we wanna still be able to give people that same content and give them those tools, those unwritten rules from the comfort of their own home. Um, So we're coming up with different topics for each month that we really think are important for people that might be at a mid-career level that feel like they aren't elevating or aren't reaching their career goals. and giving them tips and tricks with great experts, panelists, Um, we have um, a few sit-down conversations set up to help them um, navigate their career goals.
0: Excellent, excellent, and that sounds, again, it sounds like it's an exciting, it's not just a, like, type in the data kind of job, you know, you get a little no. bit of that creativity juices flowing <laughs> and things like that. And there's nothing wrong with a type in the data kind of job, but we've seen a lot of things in the work world fade away because they've been automated or they've been, you know, there's an app for that now or whatever it might be. So it's nice to hear that this is a, what I, what I call a, a creative job, number one, but also one that possibly pushes a little bit on your, your growth and development, which is great.
1: Yeah, I've definitely been pushed out of my comfort zone in a really good way. And I've learned a lot in the last few months, for sure.
0: Excellent. Well, Francine, now I want to bring you in here a little bit more, because in our pre-call, when you ladies were describing how this all kind of got set up, and Jessica, you mentioned as well that you kept in contact with Francine after college, this is kind of one of those little serendipity stories. And would Mm -hmm. you two kind of explain and, and share with us how the... Relationship sort of started between you that was kind of the networking portion that led to what you're at now.
2: Yeah. Well, Jessica, do you want to? uh, You have you have the foundation of it, and I'll jump in.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely kick it off. So, as I mentioned before, um, I met Francine my senior year of college, and it actually was my last few weeks of college. It had to have been March of 2019, and I was graduating in May. Wow. And yeah uh right before um one of my professors had said hey i'm doing this extra credit lecture at six o'clock at night uh sign up if you want to come and i'm like ah i need the extra credit i'm gonna go (laughs) um and right before the lecture i was actually reviewing my resume and i'm like oh my god graduation's a few weeks away what do i want to do i have no clue i feel like everyone around me has a pretty set path that they're going to follow, and I feel like I haven't figured that out yet. So I went into uh, this lecture a little down on myself, and I really didn't know what to expect. Uh, Francine mentions that I walked in with like a baseball cap, and I came in late. I don't even remember that part, but honestly, the way I used to dress in college most probably was accurate. Um, And Francine just got up and started talking about your brand and how you can position your collegiate career into a professional career and what people are looking for uh, when it comes to entry-level employees and how to navigate those first 90 days on the job, 90 days before the job. Um, And it really opened my eyes and it was the exact thing I needed to hear that day at that time. Um, So I built up the courage to go up to her after her lecture. And I just thanked her and I said, thank you so much for coming here and doing this because I really needed this today. Um, And I asked if we could connect on LinkedIn and we did. And Francine was actually doing a three-part lecture. So she was coming once a week for the next three weeks. So I made sure that the next time she was coming next week, I I was there. Early, I stopped her. I said, Hey, can we get a cup of coffee? I'd love to sit down with you. I have no clue what I'm doing with my life. And clearly, you're an expert, and I'd love to get your insight. So that's kind of how um, our whole conversation started. And if Francine, you want to pick it up from there? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, yes, and Jessica's exactly right. And then I was asked by um, Jessica's professor at the time to actually come in to. Um, do one of my workshops. Now, keep in mind, my workshops are not geared for collegiate students. So what I had to do was I had to kind of recraft one of my workshops. And I said, you know what, this is my gift to give back um, to the academic community because I usually charge. (laughs) And so- (laughs) Um, And so this was one of my gifts. And I was just encouraged because I'm always, I mean, first of all, I'm always out looking for um, talent and I never know where I'm going to find it. So I've always been taught as a leader uh, to always look. And so I said, hmm, I'm thinking about some internships that I'm going to have. And I've had an intern that actually was from uh, Jessica's school um, at Rutgers University join me. And I'm still looking. So I'm going to go into the space and actually see some people live versus just getting, you know, some resumes from the college recruiting, you know, whatever they do to get resumes through the academic channel to, um, you know, individuals like me who are looking to hire. So, what I did was I used it as an opportunity. I used it as an opportunity to, to see who would I see out there. Um, I was looking for the people that raised their hand. I was looking for the people that approached me. I was looking for the people that wanted to have a conversation and had something to say, because that tells me you're thinking. And so even though Jessica did come in late and she came in with the baseball hat and she looked like she'd just kind of gotten up, you know, I'm like, ah. I did that too, (laughs) you know, when I was in college, I remember those days, (laughs) you know, and I think some, I think they're at, they're doing this for credit. So, you know, like I totally get the, I I totally get the mindset on this one and it's six o'clock and they're here for the pizza, you know, so I got to really make this exciting. Um, So at the end of the day, uh, that's what I did. And I came back three times and it was great that a person like Jessica came um, up and she stood out. And that's, you know, one of the things I know we're going to talk about later on. Rob, but that's what I I tend to look for. So um, from that I offered, I stood up in front of the class and I just said, you know what, I've got an internship that I'm offering. Here's what I'm doing. I'm going out on the road. I'm going on tour. I had a summit at the time called Sharpen Your Skills Professional Women's Advancement Summit. I know it's a mouthful, but it's a Women's Advancement Summit. And um, so I said, I'm looking for someone that wants to, you know, share in this, be an intern for me, and um, I'll tell you more about it. And that's how, you know, Jessica came to the table and she joined me. You know, she said, hey, I'm interested. I said, this isn't a paid internship. This is just a couple times. I'm going out here to do some marketing, um, you know, to test the market is what I was out there to do. And uh, she said, you know, count me in. And she, I said, okay, you know, and she was one of the few that really um, stood out and stood up and the rest is history.
0: That is, again, it's so wonderful to hear a story like that from, like, Jesse, you probably conveyed to us that you didn't really want to go to this. This was like, oh, I need extra credit. I might not be doing so well in this course. (laughs) And it wasn't something that you necessarily wanted to do, but you you made the effort anyway. And I think that's a real big uh, important takeaway for everybody who is listening to this show is that you have to somewhat put yourself out there. You have to somewhat get yourself into a position that you're sort of uncomfortable with when it comes to meeting new people or doing things that you don't like to do in your job hunt. And for you, it's obviously paid off exceptionally well because it's, not only a job for you, but now you're on this show and I have a connection with Francine. It like, there is so yeah. much that stemmed from you putting on that baseball cap, probably putting your hair in a ponytail on bedding and marching <laughs> off in, in your, your lounge pants to a pizza, pizza party yeah. in college to, to listen to a speaker for extra credit. And that's so neat. that little stuff comes like that. So that's absolutely excellent. So let's fast forward a little bit more to earlier this year. I found you on LinkedIn uh, Jess, through, through a post that you made, and that was, uh, we've mentioned that on the show before about how you always felt like those outside sales jobs disguised themselves as marketing. I, I really hate those, and I think you probably do as well. I don't want to put any, any food or any, uh, any food. How about any, any words into your mouth uh, as, you know, food for thought, but I would have to ask it. You got into the job market in January of 2020. Mm-hmm. Everything went to hell in a handbasket 60 days later. What did your job search look like initially?
1: Yeah, so during the time between graduation and leading up to January, Mm -hmm. um, I was working with Francine and on the road with her. um, And through her Professional Women's Advancement Summit, I learned a lot of tools and a lot of those unspoken rules um, that were talked about over and over again. So I used a lot of that content in my job search during those months, whether it be revamping my personal website or adding more action words to my resume. Um, I was using a lot of those skills that I had learned through Francine and the women at the summit uh, to help me even before my job search, I call it my pre-job search. Um, So once I did get on the market, I kind of had somewhat of an idea how to navigate it. Um, I went straight on to LinkedIn. I turned on my uh, open for jobs and letting recruiters come find me as well. Um, and I was looking for jobs every single day. Uh, and I'd highlight the ones that I thought were interesting. And unfortunately, as um as an entry level, I found that every single job was saying three plus years experience. Hmm. Like, How do you expect me to get three plus years experience if I'm barely in my twenties and I'm still just trying to figure out what I want to do. Um, So I was applying here and there, here and there and I'd get calls back from certain type of companies. And I noticed that all of them were kind of similar in the way that they had their interviewing process. And it just seemed a little sketchy to me. And they were coming up over and over again. And they were disguised as marketing agencies. And that's the kind of field I was looking to go into. I wanted to be a part of a marketing agency and work with clients. Um, These kind of jobs disguise themselves as, yeah, we work uh, for clients, and you're going to sell your the stuff for the clients. I was like, no, 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 that's, not what i'm looking for and this was coming up over and over again in multiple cities under multiple names and i was like is there just a list of these companies i can go and find on the internet i was going on Glassdoor, and i felt like i wasn't getting enough information and i was getting frustrated which is why i made that post on linkedin and i was asking people in my network and my friends that I recently graduated in the marketing field if this was happening to them too um, and it was, but they also didn't have the answer to this question, which is what prompted me to post. And thank you for commenting because now <laughs> we've created this relationship. And I'm so happy to hear that you also had the same experience with these companies and especially on your episode with the fake job scam. Um, I love that episode and it perfectly encompassed the frustration of these companies. Um, and it really hindered my um, Job searching experience because then I started getting a little um, frustrated and tired, wow. and I just didn't feel like looking anymore. Um, and I had to push through, and your podcast definitely helped me with that with all the advice that came afterwards.
0: Well, that's awesome. I wasn't even going to ask for the, the endorsement until the end. <laughs> <It's> just but, <laughs> right. and, and thank you for, for plugging a couple of those episodes that might be really useful. Two people who are going through that like that initial kind of crash phase of hunting for a job. I actually just ran across a woman in my current circle who was let go from a job she had been at for three weeks today. And it's it's like that like you you won, but then what? you lost again. And it was so terrible. And I just I felt so bad for her. And I just can't imagine how she's feeling going back out there looking at the types of jobs that you were looking at, Jess, to say. This just sucks. Like these are these yeah. aren't. They're jobs, but they're jobs that take no advantage of any of your skills. You're spending all day in Home Depot hawking Direct TV or whatever it might be, or going door to door selling selling Spectrum cable or whatever it might be, which is really funny. Slight side story here. So there's a marketing company like that here in Milwaukee that does exactly that, uh, as I described with the door to door selling cable. And I can't remember what their, their exact name is, but I've seen them so many times. I've scrolled through LinkedIn. Like ah, it's those guys. And so sure enough, I get a knock at my door about four weeks ago and I open the door and there's two guys standing there and they have the logo from this company. Oh. <laughs> God, they know where I am. This is awful. That was a, that was a terrible, uh, terrible interaction. Cause they would not take no for an answer to the point where I said, get off my property, which is kind of funny. Uh, but, me, uh, me being a curmudgeonly old, you know, get off my lawn kind of man aside. Uh, that's kind of what I think a lot of people face, Jess and, and Francine is that a lot of people see these jobs out there and they just, they have no interest in them or whatever it might be. So the next question I kind of want to ask is to both of you, once you find something that is fitting, if you will, there's an interview process, obviously. So for the two of you, this interview process was probably kind of unique. How did that go from looking to, you know, looking to help to I'm looking for a job and hey, we should team up between the two of you? Well,
2: do you want me to start Jessica?
1: Yeah. Go okay, ahead. Okay. Sure.
0: Well, you know,
2: from an employer perspective, you know, as I as I mentioned, that um, it's not just about looking for the job when the job is open. Okay. And I know that from you know my you know experience in the corporate sector. I was a zealot. I was always out talking, looking, saying, hmm. I see some potential. I can see, tell me what you do. So how do you do this? So I was always out. I was always, I always had that curious eye. And I think that that is really important when you are looking for the right talent, even if it is not the exact talent for what you need you know, there is an opportunity to look at what I call the other skills. So many so many um, individuals focus on, or companies um, focus on those technical skills, and those are important. Don't get me wrong. Those things are really important. And, but that is not the crux of why you necessarily hire someone. You hire them for the fact that they do the technical skills. Like you got it. You can, you know, you read, you, you're a computer scientist, sure. whatever it is. Right, I got that. What I'm looking for, and what you're always looking for, are things such as you know their ability to think through, their ability to solve a problem, um, you know, their ability to be able to you know um, create a convincing uh, you know a story or a convincing proposition to get something done on behalf of the organization or behalf of the company or whoever they're working for. Those are the things that you're always out looking for. So just just... Just as a Jessica or individuals are out talking and networking with people, um, so should you be out doing the other thing as well. And, you know, I've never, ever gotten a job through applying for anything. I've never applied for a job in my career. And I had a very nice career. I became ultimately a global executive in about, uh, I want to say, it was after I left graduate school 11 years later I became a global executive of um, wow. a company called Johnson and Johnson. Let me tell you, that was all based on me being positioned, knowing the right people, navigating, showing the skills that I had that were beyond my basic core skills. That was a given. You know, you being able to do some of the basic stuff you went to school for, or you know that you know about, that's a given. It's what do you bring to the table above and beyond, okay? That's what's important. And that's what you have to go out and demonstrate consistently and constantly. And I, I promise once you do those things, you start to get known or people start to of know you or it gives you permission to start having conversations with people beyond I'm just looking for a job, right? And so when you're looking for a job is not the job to find a job, okay? Okay. Just, uh-huh. I'm just there, saying, I'm just there's saying, the, there's
0: the nugget right there, right?
2: There's a nugget. And so those are the things I think about from the, you know, the hiring, hiring manager side um, of it. So I guess Jessica, I'll turn it over to you to talk a little bit about the the employee side <laughs> and what you're looking for. Cause I think that's equally important.
1: Yeah. Um, I definitely learned this lesson from Francine um, before I even came on as a full-time employee, uh, something I learned from her uh, on our time on the road. Um, And when I was starting that uh, application process in January, I was looking for companies that I thought would be a really good fit for me. And even if they didn't have a job posting, I was reaching out to them. I, I reached out to a few hiring managers and met with them and I'd gotten job offers, but then realized it wasn't the fit that I thought um, I was looking for. But it did lead me to a position that, that wasn't there. They created a position for me. So had I not reached out, I wouldn't have known that, one, this company does exist, two, that they are willing to carve out a position for you if you show your skills and that you are able to go out and get what you want and get it done. Um, Just like what Francine said with the problem solving. So it's a little more difficult. You definitely have to put yourself out there. And it's something that I've been learning as time has gone on. I've definitely gotten out of my comfort zone and been a little more confident and not asking for a job like Francine said. Uh, It could just be an introductory interview saying, hey, um, It might be an alumni from your school. Oh, looks like you graduated from this school. You have a really cool sounding position. I'd love to learn more about what you do on a day-to-day basis um, considering a role in this industry. You're not asking for a job. You're just asking for some advice. And if you hit it off really well, they might say, hey, um, this uh, position actually freed up this week. you have a lot of the experience we're looking for. Why don't you come in and meet with us? And then it turns into this whole huge thing that when it wasn't even uh, an application online. Like Francine said, she's never uh, applied for a job. She just networked her way in, which I think is really powerful.
0: Most definitely. And I think you, you dropped a couple little other bits in there too of, you know, you don't have to tap the people who are necessarily closest to you you can kind of go outside of that small circle, find those recruiters, find those connections on LinkedIn that maybe you're a second or third degree to, but also the alumni from your university. And I'm actually very fortunate. I went to a state college here in Wisconsin. The I have never met somebody from UW lacrosse who has been anything less than a saint. Like it's weird. <laughs> like I, I go to, go to these events and say, Oh yeah, I went to UW lacrosse. What year did you graduate? Blah, blah, blah. And they're the coolest people and I think that that's maybe an untapped resource for listeners here is to say you know what go look where you've been and maybe even you know maybe you haven't been to college go to your high school class go to things that are and you know a lot of times things get a, a bad rap for people pink you know pinging in their old connections for like multi-level marketing stuff don't don't be that of course yeah. right yeah, <laughs> I got right. I got I got candles to sell you I got uh, here's here's some uh some other you know uh, shampoo or whatever it might be but look at those connections build those connections being real with those connections I think is, is definitely a great thing that we can pull from that ladies thank you uh Jess this one's just kind of one for you and what was this internship that you did with Francine was that paid or was it kind of a just come mm-hmm. along for the ride
1: Along for the ride sort of thing. I think Francine mentioned that earlier. We were going from city to city mm-hmm. uh, doing the Professional Women's Advancement Summit. So I got to go around the country. I thought it was fun. It was a great time. And sure. uh, like I said, I you couldn't put a price tag on the information I learned from Francine and the women that were there.
0: Gotcha. And then I guess my other question without, this is something that sometimes I think a lot of people have a real hard time swallowing because it doesn't pay the bills how is working for free how does that feel
1: um for me it was okay um i was fortunate enough that i could move back in with my parents after college um and they were willing to support me i know a lot of people don't have that luxury which i completely understand but i did use that time to grow and say hey i'm not sitting on my butt i'm not just Chilling with my degree in my pocket and uh, watching Netflix all day. Um, So knowing that I was doing something with my time and something that was going to help me advance, um, it made me feel great. And I I didn't think about the getting paid part of it at that point. So, so early on in my career, um, I think I was looking more for experience and information and advice. That was the biggest thing I was looking for at that time.
0: Excellent. And so for those folks who are in the situation of maybe being very early in their career, it sounds like what you're doing and, and the awesome opportunity that Francine has that set up for you to have you kind of be this uh, apprentice almost, I, I would use that word, which is I think is awesome, is a really great opportunity. So if you're early in your career development, maybe that is a real opportunity to find that mentor, to find that person who's gonna kind of take you along for the ride, if you will. Uh, that generous person. And, you know, for somebody who's maybe a little bit later, that's possibly not an option because he got a mortgage and kids and <laughs> whatever it might be. So th- there's definitely so many different ways that different people are able to find opportunities. And I'm so glad that you found yours here. So, you know, one of the
2: things, um, Rob, that is important is that, yes, as Jessica said, you know, in in her situation, where she was in her life, if you will, um, was great. But as um, a individual who was a single parent in college, and having an It was very important that I get paid. (laughs) So um, I've not done many internships where I didn't get paid. Okay. Um, Because I had family, I had someone that was depending on me, uh, my son at the time. And so, um, you know, it's just really important that you are clear with your goals and what you want. Okay. Because, you know, it's not, don't take the internship just because it's a great experience, but it's, you know, you're not going to make any money for it. If, If being, if being paid, you know, salary or whatever the case may be, or whatever those other amenities are, are important to you, um, then you need to ask for that. You need to ask for that or say, is that negotiable? Is there an opportunity? See, here's the deal that you have an employer, such as I'll say, I'm the employer. I put it out there and I say, here's what I want. Okay. And you never come back to me and say, well, you know, would you ever consider? Because you just think that that's the way it is. And I say, well, no, it's not. Everything is open to negotiation. (laughs) So I don't care what level you are, when you take an internship, whatever you do, have that conversation to get exactly what you want out of it. And you also put your employer on notice. You let them know that, you know what? You're thinking about this. You let them know that you... You know, you consider it, you think it's great, but here are some things that you would like to have as well to make it successful for both of you. So you can do this, whether you are straight out of school, whether you've lost a job or you want to switch careers, whatever you want to do, because, you know, you can find internships later on in your career, doesn't have to be right out of college, you should think through and have the negotiables um, and have that dialogue. It does not hurt, and it helps you make a choice, and it helps you and your employer feel more comfortable about what you are about to do and actually what they actually need you to do. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely, and I think that's like another great piece of information for folks who are maybe considering an internship and being like, oh, I don't know if I can swing this. I have all these responsibilities, and Francine, it's great to hear that you you traveled that road and we kind of got a two for one there. You know, somebody who didn't maybe have the extra responsibilities and and things to carry with them, especially, you know, when it's, you know, a, a child, you know, kids are so important. Mm-hmm. I guess the next question is sort of for you, Jess. What questions did Francine ask you kind of when you were negotiating this that made you say, this is the place I got to be?
1: I don't know if it was necessarily a negotiation, um, it was kind of when I had asked her for coffee that one day. Uh, we allotted about a one hour conversation and I just wanted to talk about what I wanted my career goals to look like because I was so unsure at that point in my life um, and I knew she was an expert. So I just wanted to pick her brain on career development and what sh- steps should I take next? Uh, the biggest thing for me is my life was so structured up until that point. Um, I always say, from first grade, you go to second grade. From second grade, you go to third grade. And my whole life, it was, okay, now you do this. You graduate high school, you go to college. You finish college and you're like, I get to do whatever I want? I don't know what that is. I mean, my whole life I've been told, this is what you're going to do next. So go do that next. And I didn't question it. I said, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Um, Let's do it. So at this point, I'm like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. And I just wanted to pick her brain about that. That's what the uh, topic of the conversation was. And it was just both of us going back and forth. And I think we were sitting at Barnes and Nobles for about three plus hours, Francine. Um, And this is when she told me about how she wanted to go on this nationwide speaking tour called the Women's Advanced Professional Women's Advancement Summit. and her goals for what she wanted the event to look like and what she wanted involved in it. We were both just talking about career goals. Um, and at the end, she goes, is that something you might be interested in? And I was like, yeah, um, <laughs> definitely. I got to travel the country. I got to meet amazing women. And a lot of the my beliefs and values aligned with what Francine was trying to do. And that- a really big thing for me. I always wanted to be a part of something bigger. And I just didn't know how to get involved. Um, That was one thing I wish I had done in my collegiate career that I just never got the chance to do. So this was my opportunity to be like, I want to go out and I want to meet these amazing people and help them. And I'm going to learn along the way. Um, I'm going to help advance women. And I'm also going to advance as a woman. And I just thought it was a great opportunity. I could not pass up. So it wasn't necessarily a negotiation rather than a conversation and both realizing that, yeah, this could work for us.
0: Gotcha. Now, Francine, I'm going to alter the question from this because you know, Jess said it wasn't a negotiation. (laughs) You've mentioned that you've done a couple internships in the past that you've offered these to people and things like that. Mm -hmm. When this college girl comes up to you with her hair in a ponytail and through a baseball cap. And what, what I guess is made you say that one, that one is one I want to put some effort into. This one is worth, worth pursuing and things like that.
2: What made me, you know, say, I want to know more about this yes. young woman is yes. that um, I said that there are so many, you know, I had a lot of people that helped me along the way. I'm a fundamental a believer that no one does anything by themselves i don't care you know they're like oh i got this promotion no you didn't there were like five or ten people behind you that helped position you help talk about you help do something to get you there so that is a premise that i fundamentally believe in and i have practiced it forever and i also believe in the fact that you you know because i've been so um I, you know i've been so fortunate and it wasn't just me you know like it didn't happen to be in the right place at the right time and all that good stuff that was not the case you know I you know said that I wanted to um let me backtrack back in the formative part of my life uh, my father um, told me a long time ago he used to tell me to listen he said listen Francie. listen and see what's happening listen and pay attention to what people are doing and you know don't always be the first person that speaks up because you may not have anything that anyone wants to hear right? And so I really learned the importance of that. And I carried that into my, you know, my college days. I carried that into my first job. I carried that on to, you know, myself in terms of being, you know, this person who helps women advance. And it was really taking, uh, you know, really intentionally listening And finding and seeking. So when I met um, an individual like Jessica, I was seasoned in the practice of listening, you know, and seeking and finding and discovering, um, really, and I call, you know, I see a lot of women, a lot of younger women. Women. Um, I see women in general, you know, holistically women, women of color um, as well, who are in the formative stages of their careers in many aspects, they may have spent a great deal of time in, on a job, but they're still in the formative part of their, you know, their career to get to the next level. And it's my ability to be able to assess that. And so when I see that, I know that there's that is someone that is worth investing my time in. And I meet a lot of women, I can't even begin to tell you that and when I have the conversation with them and my first question is though so tell me you know who you are and what your name is and I'm happy to know that but my next question to you is so what do you want to do next like what are you what are you doing like what are you trying to do to advance that's all I care about if you got a great answer count me in if you haven't thought about or you don't have a great answer and you're like well I don't kind of know (laughs) <laughs> you know I'm like mm-hmm. I, I, I like I have no time to really help you get there necessarily I have time to help you get there if you got some thank you that so that three-hour conversation that Jessica mentioned was um, a conversation where I was intrigued by her ability to think through what she wanted to do and I wanted to help her so while she's telling me all this the other side of my brain is like well how can I help her get there because no one does anything alone right Right. like I didn't I haven't had my third Starbucks cafe mocha skinny you know whatever I get (laughs) like you know Okay. Like I got a lot to do. I really have a lot to do, but I'm really impressed with what she brings to the table, the core talent. So what I'm talking about is the core of what you have from a talent perspective. Cause I meet a lot of people who've got a lot of skills. They're this, they're that they have accomplished this they' accomplished that. And my role is usually when I hire them, or I want them to be a part of my team is to strip away all of that. Cause that doesn't matter to me. I can give you my resume. My resume could be three or four pages. I've been in the business for a little bit of time, right? And so at the end of the day, but I'm looking for certain things and I'm looking for your ability to problem solve. I'm looking for your ability to think through how to solve a problem that you don't know how to solve. So Jessica and I, when we were sitting down, she was actually spending time with me, whether she knew it or not, solving her own problem. I was only asking her a series of questions. I was probing her, you know, I was giving her some insight, but I wanted to see how she was going to solve getting a job. Cause that's what we were there for. Like I said, I was on my third cafe mocha, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm looking at her saying, okay, you know, where are we go with this? Right. And so she was taking me through that. And then I said to myself, here's someone I think that has some core skills cause I can teach her all the other stuff. I want to know what she brings to the table from a core skill set. And I think that's what all, you know, people who are hiring are looking for. There's some jobs, like they want to know, can you code, can you do this? Can you, you know, do you understand this concept or whatever, but it's so much bigger than that. And that's what brings you into a company, you know? So that's what got me intrigued about um, the work that I could help Jessica do, because it's not just positioning her for my job and the current job I have. My role is to position her for the next job, because what I learned in my experience in corporate America, I'm only as good as the people that I hire and promote, not the people that I keep but the people that I hire and promote. So I'm hoping that Jessica will have my job and she'll maybe get another bigger job I have, or maybe she'll go on and do something else. But I want the, you know, I want the echo on LinkedIn or whomever she happens to be talking about to say I was a good developer of her to get her to the next level. It's not about the job she's doing now because she knows I'm pushing her right now to do a lot of different things that she hasn't done. She mentioned that before because I'm positioning her for the next job and that's Excellent. what a good manager does. And and that, a good manager a leader of people.
0: You'll say that's a leader, Francie. That's a leader. A leader helps elevate, a leader helps promote, a leader helps get everything, you know, everybody up. A leader is a tide that lifts all the boats, which is great. Mm-hmm. All right. This is the last second to last question I'm going to ask you ladies and it's it's a one or two word answer from each of you. uh And 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 Jess, I want you to <laughs> want you to start with this. What's the number okay. one thing that you make, you feel made you stand out from other applicants in your job hunt? So I want you to answer first. And then Francine, I want you to tell us what that number one thing is for Jessica. It doesn't have to be the same thing. Jess, what do you think yours
1: is? Um, I would say mine was confidence and as well as understanding my vulnerability. Um, when I did approach Francine, I was very vulnerable at the time and I wasn't the most confident person. Um, before that, I would have never have raised my hand or gone up to her afterwards. It was something inside me pushing me to say, you don't know where this is going to go. So go find out if you don't do it, you'll never know. So having the confidence to go and just see what happens. Cause you never know where a connection is going to take you. I never thought I'd be on a podcast and here I am today. <laughs> so you never know where the journey is going to take you. So you, what what's the saying? You miss every shot you don't take. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I 100% agree with that.
0: All right, Francine, she's on the other foot. Is she accurate with, uh, with I think, vulnerability and, and confidence, or is there something else that you think?
2: You know, I know. I agree with that. You know, this is a great conversation because I'm learning a lot about Jessica. Like, I'm learning more than, you know. I mean, thank you, Rob. You're <laughs> You're bring it you bring out the best in us.
0: Podcasting right? is like this uh, great is... thing. Go ahead.
2: How about this? Okay. Have us back. No, uh, <laughs> different topic, right? Five it. years Different later. topic. But, um, but, but yes. you know. But, you know, I would say that um, what really intrigued me about that I would say about Jessica is, is her curiosity. That was the thing that was most intriguing to me because I said to her, listen, I am, you know, I'm this entrepreneur, I don't have everything figured out. And if you're looking for an organization where you come in and you've got like, you know, your employee badge waiting for you and all your collateral and, you know, all that stuff on the table, you're, you know, I'm going to send it to your house. Guess what? I'm not, you know, I'm like, I'm going to be very honest with you in terms of what I have and what I offer. Um, And, you know, here it is. And so I would say um, I appreciated that from Jessica in terms of saying well okay you know and I say I say the honesty I say the honesty because you know I'm very honest and very real about what I do and what I will do and what I won't do okay I make no you know I don't try to mask it because it's like I'm just you know it's not worth it and so it's you know it's like Jessica talking about the marketing that marketing kind of telesales thing you know why would you set someone up like that that's bad business It's just bad as a as a human being but anyway So at the end of the day, I appreciated her saying, you know what, I'm going to give it a try, you know, and you don't have it all figured out, but here's the things that you offer sound kind of cool, Francine. And we can work, we can figure this out together. So I appreciated that. And I saw that in Jessica because she came to me in the very beginning and said, I want to have a career. I want to do great things like, not like maybe you, but I want to have that be in that sphere and I want to figure out how to best do it. And so, will you help me? And I'm like, absolutely. Why would I not? You, 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 you know, you're working your rear off to try to do this, and I appreciate that because that's what I had to do. And look at how great it got me, you right. know. So I'm, I'm, I'm there to help lift as well, and that's what you know, my intention is.
0: Amazing. And I think, Jess, I think that's a pretty pretty strong indictment of, uh, your work ethic and all sorts of great things about who you are as a person. So, uh, high praise and Francine. Thanks for, uh, thanks for telling her she's right, but also telling her she's a little bit, uh, she's got some other skills there. And and I think that there are a lot of people out in the world who have excellently similar skill sets and mm-hmm. personality traits that Jess does are honest or hardworking they're humble. They're all these good things. And, and showing that to people and being vulnerable which i think is still the number one thing because again that's how you wound up on this podcast my friend is you were vulnerable and you said i have this problem what the heck is going on with these stupid jobs can somebody help me understand and that i think is one of the most key things for your job hunt now the last question i'm going to kind of go into here for myself is i always struggle with this and jesse touched on it a bit before it has to do with the show obviously Jess, what credits, what what portions of the show do you want to credit that give you the new success and on tactics and things like that that you think other folks who are in similar situations to you should go back and listen to or maybe we should touch on again in the future?
1: Yeah, so I think uh, a big theme in the conversation we had today was leveraging LinkedIn in different ways. Um, And you don't realize how expansive the LinkedIn network is um, I know I, I was talking about this with Francine. We were talking about goal setting. Um, my goal for 2020 was I'm going to go to all of these market—I mean, these networking events. I'm going to go meet people, shake hands. That sounds terrifying now. Do not want to shake anyone's hand. Do not want to be in front of people. So what do I do? I leveraged LinkedIn um, and kind of tried to build my network that way and that's kind of the world we're living in right now um one big advice or two or three actually I got so much from your podcast that I I think I have a little note from every little episode um but one of the big ones was resume 101 um because I had gone to a bunch of resume clinics that's school where they brought people in. Some people say, write an adje- objective, don't write an objective. They don't care. They do care. Um, so getting that expertise from someone and really having it mapped out for you and explained helped me a lot in how I reworked my resume, as well as your, what you call your 50 cent approach. Yes. Um, yeah. That you add your um, two cents to 20, five different posts is that what it was
0: right it's called yep you put your two cents on 25 Mm -hmm. posts on LinkedIn um I can't take credit for coining that phrase no pun intended there uh (laughs) but at the same time it's something that has really worked for me it's increased my LinkedIn reach by literally more than 50 percent this year like it's hundreds of people it's it's crazy cool but continue please and then we'll uh we'll get into a a bit of a wrap-up here
1: yeah. And I mean, you did that to me. You were like, hey, Jess had the same thing. I have a podcast. You should check it out. And I was like, oh, okay, this guy's got a podcast. Let's see if he's a real deal or not. And I tuned in to the first episode and I was like, that was awesome. And I went through 10 episodes in like two days. Wow! <laughs> it was, it was on when I was Binge. Binge. like Yeah, I had it. If I was taking the dog for a walk, it was on. If I'm doing the laundry, it's on. Um, so I, I definitely got a lot from your podcast and a bunch of little tidbits along the way have really helped me and in the future I'd love to talk more about different tools you can use with LinkedIn we always talk about networking 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 um, but what does that really look like on LinkedIn I think we talked about a few things such as leveraging uh, your alumni association or maybe some third connections that you have somewhat of a relationship with uh, that you might be able to tap into or like you said the 50 cent approach where you start commenting on posts and i know that's something that i'm planning on working on in 2021 is creating content for linkedin and uh commenting on those posts to have that engaging conversation with people
0: good deal good deal
1: yeah
0: well ladies there's the last question of the the day belongs to you two, and it get you get to ask not necessarily me, but you get to say, hey, what did we miss? What did we miss about job hunting that you maybe know that the rest of the audience and maybe the LinkedIn world and wherever else this winds up that they need to know kind of all you know the one thing that we missed from each of you? Go ahead, whichever of you would like to lead off.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Francine, do no. you want to? <laughs> You wanna take this yeah, one? I'll piggyback off you. You know, I
2: I was in LinkedIn before LinkedIn was popular. And mm-hmm. you know, just because it was You know, I felt I didn't, I couldn't climb my way out of Facebook. Like things kept happening. And I take nothing away from Facebook, Instagram, you know, any of those other things, because I just felt like I need, like, I need order and calm. (laughs) Maybe it's my corporate background. I'm like, I need structure. I don't know. Um, And I was just like, I, I went into LinkedIn and I said, how do I really leverage LinkedIn? And I would say that one of the things I thought about was what was really my message and so when I go in to connect with people, I find fascinating. Another trick I would just say is that, you know, there's a section in there where you can send them a direct message. So a lot of people will hit that little connect button. They connect it and they just like, you pop up in my feed and I'm like, who the hell are you? Like, why am I talking to you? Right. But there is a section, you know, there's a other tab that you click on and you click on it and you get to send someone a, a note. And I think the characters, I don't know how long, a hundred and something to, no, 300 300 characters yep. you get so this would be a quick note I tell you I have met so many interesting people by telling them just like kind of what I do and it's real quick you know and I say I would ask that you please consider humbleness is a great thing like never assume that anyone needs to connect with you because you got something cool to say See, there are five other people that have something cool to say, just like what you said, right? So, yeah. it's really important to be humble and to ask about that. So, I would say, you know, really thinking through what you want to say before you go say it is really, really important, and that will get more people to connect with you directly. And Because that's how I reach directly out to a lot of folks just to say, I found it, you know, please connect with me. I would like to share more of my work with you. I'm not selling anything. I'm just saying I want to share more of the work that I do. And voila, it happens. So really thinking through your message.
0: That's a really good one, Francine. That's a really good one. Jess, uh, you muted a little bit there, I think, but uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> Thought we were going to lose your, lose your tidbit here. Go ahead. What, uh, what's the one thing you'd like to, to add to the, the listener base here to, in the same way Francine did?
1: Um, I guess mine's a little different for the listener base. That's good. Uh, the That's thing great. that I loved about this podcast and this community is knowing that there were people like me out there that were sitting in recruiting hell and boiling from the fire of recruiting hell. Uh, knowing that people were going through the same struggles I was going through and I wasn't alone. Um, In my community of people that are recently graduated, uh, a lot of them are posting on social media, hey, I got this job, hey, I got this promotion, Um, but they're never talking about the journey that got them there or the struggles that they went through to get to where they are now. So having a community and open and honest community like this was really helpful for me. And I bet really helpful for the listener base as well, knowing that there are people out there that are willing to help you um, and willing to help you advance and you're not alone. And one day, very soon in the future, you will not be in recruiting hell anymore.
0: That is so awesome. And again, I think that fits so in with the the show because you know we we are all here temporarily and i think that's one of my, my marketing uh whiz friends said to me you know rob your your listener base kind of is self-extinguished and i'm like good <laughs> like if people get a job they maybe they, they maybe don't listen to your show anymore and i hope you do because we talk about promotion stuff too but i i think that the the fact that people need to realize that they're not alone number one Jess is a huge thing and number two and both of you touched on this this time is that asking for help is a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness. And when we ask for help, we are showing more strength than we possibly know. So that's just excellent. I want to thank you both so much for spending the last hour with us here today. It was just a blast. You two are just some of the top people I've met on on linkedin through this entire endeavor this year and i just want to thank you so much for being here today and again there were a lot of firsts this is our first double guest episode which is really cool it's also the first episode where i have this snazzy chroma key background which is a lot of fun but uh it it. it, it is fun kind of got that red carpet look a little bit you know that they got the logos on that thing when people walking by in fancy dresses but uh, as we close up ladies where can our listeners find you both personally and professionally if they'd like to hear more from you jesse first
1: Yeah. um, Like I said, my goal for 2020 slash 2021 is advancing on LinkedIn. That's the best way to find me, to reach me. So um, my full name, Jessica um, Bajwa, that's B-A-J-W-A, right on LinkedIn. So um, would love to hear from you guys.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Francine, your turn works. (laughs)
2: Yeah, for me, um, you know, I echo that I am in a couple places that I really do get back to people. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I do get back to the majority of the people that reach out to me, but if you really want to um, connect with me, you know, first thing um, I am in LinkedIn, I'm very active. So it's Francine Parham, you know, um, very simple. And the other place um, is that if you want to, you know, if you have something you want to say and you don't want to put it on LinkedIn, connect with me and my email address. So it's email at Parham, one word, dot com. just just shout it out say I heard you know I heard what you talked about um on you know Rob's show and here's what I have a question or I want to know something or whatever and I'm more than happy to see what I can help you with
0: excellent well that is just so generous of you Francine a lot of our guests do that to say connect with me I want to help you I want to do what I can and from both of you thank you so much that's going to wrap us up here for today I just wanted to
1: chime in real quick go ahead Jess go ahead I'm going to put a little plug in for me and Francine, if you don't mind. Please do.
0: (laughs) Don't, don't let me, uh, I was, I gave you the plug opportunity. Come on, where
1: can I find it? (laughs) Yes, yes, but I wanted the combined one now. Gotcha. Um, (laughs) That's on a bad host for not giving
0: you the combined one. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Go ahead. No, that's okay. So we will be launching our Bright Talk page. So that's brighttalk.com, I believe slash Francine Parham, but the -hmm. best way is to look in the search bar, we're launching our page um, and each month we're going to have curated content that's based around a certain theme, Um, whether it be goal setting, networking, what else do we got, Francine? We have corporate branding, culture,
2: corporate culture, organizational advocacy, the economics of women advancing in the workplace, right? Tons. We have a content calendar that is amazing. And she down here is going to be leading a big piece of it.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. That is so awesome, ladies. So again, that website again, Jess and, and Francine, brighttalk.com. Yeah
2: talk.com
0: and then search yeah, and
2: you can francine parham francine like backslash francine parham we'll be loading it up we'll have a huge kickoff in uh january around all the content we have um our professional women's advancement summit that we just did in october we're going global and we're going to do it in october of 2021 so global guys so we're looking forward to doing this across the world we're a hundred percent focused on advancing women and women of color in the workplace. And Rob, you're invited to be a part of it. Um, Cause we need not only allies, we need accomplices, we need everybody. So we're going to, we're going to count you in. I got you on record now. Well, and yes, you said, and thank you.
0: If there is a way that I can help, please let me know. That's, that's what this whole thing, this whole endeavor yes. is about helping build people and helping get things going. So excellent well ladies that is uh that is all we have for today and listeners thank you so much for sticking with us uh francine and jess have been just amazing guests and it it's i think we can be very proud to say this is probably one of the best episodes we've ever put out closing out for us here at recruiting hell a reminder that our free job hunting guide is available at recruiting again recruiting-hell.com i do have it on the front page and i found out the other day when i was showing it to a friend of mine who is a marketing expert that uh that link was broken. So if you tried that in the past, you might want to give it another click again, get to that uh, page that gives you the guide and things like that. Click that button. It'll take you there, get you six strategies to help end your job hunt for good. And I truly do hope that that guide is valuable to you in your job hunt to give you the tools to set up a great journey for you and a great strategy. So, for more from the show, you can of course find our blog, our social media accounts, show notes, and links to both our T public and our Patreon page at recruiting hell.com to help support your job hunt and of course support the show and the work that this show does. Recruiting Hell is a production of Westport Studios and is proudly made in Wisconsin. Lastly, please kindly rate our show on your favorite podcast app. Subscribe to us everywhere absolutely possible, especially on YouTube. We could really use your help there. And if you have feedback, please send it along either via our website or or to the recruiting help podcast at gmail.com. As always, a big thank you to Purple Planet for our music and you, the listener, for tuning in. I'm Rob Conlon, and until we meet again, keep moving forward with your job hunt and your self-betterment. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And recruiting health will be here to help you keep pace.